This week's topic is a big one. Coaching is the new management. The body mechanic, Clint Hill with Chocolate Box Trainer, Wade Farmer. We cover a lot of things and answer some bigger questions about mentoring and bridging the fitness knowledge gap. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Today's podcast is brought to you by Triandrabol. Feel invigorated and perform at your best in and out of the gym with Triandrabol Test. Ideal for anyone looking to naturally increase testosterone levels to help you train harder, improve strength, reduce body fat and boost libido. One of the most potent formulations on the market, loaded with high quality therapeutic ingredients, Triandrabol is for both men and women wanting to improve their physique. Coaching is a new managing. Hey, it's body science podcast time. I'm sitting here at HQ, the land of fit, happy and healthy with two people that are changing athletes, changing people and educating the industry and what it needs to go. I've got strength and conditioning coaches, Wade Farmer from Chocolate Box Training. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Living the dream, man. Living the dream. And with him is Clint Hill from Lift Performance in Redfern. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I've got you guys on board. We've done a few podcasts together already now and it's what's come out of it is this absolute need to talk about performance performance, culture, morale, working together, driving and looking at, you know, and you, you really touched me way when you talked in, a, in an earlier podcast about the mind is primary. Like I really enjoyed what, what that is. So today I want to have a chat to you guys about what are some things that you think we need to do as an industry to work together? Like, you know, we're talking about chocolate box training. You guys are competitors in the game. You've both yep. got the same job roles. You've got different qualifications, but have landed in the same type of job. Yet you work together over and over again with athletes, with development of teams and and, and products that, and I use the word products because what you guys create is a product in itself. Why would a group of strength and conditioning coaches and other, I'm not sure if the word allied health is the right term to use in this area, people want to work together to, to change the industry? Yeah, look, Greg, I think the, the big thing you know, that started the relationship between Wade and myself and a lot of other fellow allied health professionals is that we all realise to make the industry better, what we've got to do is work together. It's bouncing ideas off one another. It's it's talking about how to make the industry better rather than being part of the problem, which was sit down and bitch about how things are going and what this person says on Instagram, what this person says on Facebook. It's about us getting together and, you know, going through ideas, working through different scenarios and actually working off the things that one person knows better than another and one of the things that, that Wade and I always talk about is is how to make an athlete a, another coach or anyone else better what are the links that we require and how do we how do we go about that so the first thing that I'll throw over to Wade is is firstly the concept I guess of how chocolate box works and and the concept of how they're different avenues and or different streams within one facility and then I'll and then I'll throw back to what happens between how I work with Wade from a different facility so I guess what we try and do over at CVT is try and have everything under one roof I know we've spoken about that in the past but what we really want is to have other allied health practitioners and stuff be so close that you're stupid not to use them. The trouble with the fitness industry is that it gets seen as so many moving parts and when things are too hard or too difficult, people just put their hands up and go, oh, it's easier if I just don't do it at all. Diet, for example, is such a massive part of what can get you the results you need in any aspect, be it performance or body composition and everything in between. But people see it as another expense rather than something that's just really easy because we all eat 
eat, like regardless of whether you train or not, everyone's eating and drinking, but you just don't know the choices to make to give you the results that you want. So we've tried to make sure that we've got registered sports dietitians within the facility that we can go, I can take one of my athletes or one of my general pop clients to go straight through and go, hi, here's the girls from the Health and Performance Collective. They're gonna sort you out with your meal plan. You're gonna come back to me. We're gonna go back and forth like that. If you need to see a physio at any time, you're gonna pop over to our allied health guys. And then if they we need to do any fuel efficiency testing or any kind of jump profiling stuff, you're in the lab with them and then you're back to me and it's just a constant cycle. So what are some of the qualities you guys look for in terms of someone coming into the culture of what you're trying to build? I think for me, it's about being open. You know, I spent a long time in this industry being myself, being shut off to other ideas. Mm-hmm. And I guess part That's of That's an that, important thing there. You want to say that again? Like you obviously have a goal and a mission. You want yep. to be the, the best at what yep. you do. And you're basically saying blinkers on, I'm going where I'm going and I'm not really looking left and right to see what's around me. And you've time and age and experience. Like, yeah get you to understand that you're going to go a lot further with a group of people or uh, or known people like yeah look and I, and I think you know we've we've spoken about it before Greg and and, and I certainly speak about it at, at any opportunity that I get and that is that when I was young in my career I thought I could do it all myself I, I didn't want other people's ideas I thought I knew it all came out yeah. of uni and thought literally you know my shit didn't stink you know but you get to a point where you realize that so many other people have got so many amazing wonderful experiences and why wouldn't you ask the questions about that so you know Wade and I have talked about things like the Everest Marathon before for example I haven't trained anyone to do that so if I've got a client that I'm going to train I would go to Wade and say hey here's an idea or I'd hand the client over to Wade the concept and and I guess in history one of the worst things that I've seen in the fitness industry is that people have got this idea that that's my client that's my money I don't want to I don't want to hand it over but a big chunk of that comes down to people being probably probably a little bit scared about how to do that but also not understanding that when you talk about staying in your own lane it's understanding what that means you know because that staying in your own lane is you know I'm, I'm a I'm a full-time SNC I don't really train general population I don't care whether someone wants to lose 45 kilos that's not that's not what I do anymore yeah. but I've been there I've done that but and part of that experience teaches you to be more open to different different things and I guess working with guys like Wade and so on and so forth over over the years and during you know my mentorship of different athletes and different trainers you can you can see that change and I'm learning things off them on a daily basis now because I'm more open to that I think Wade's got an even better understanding of that because he's got all of those people under the same roof whereas at, at Lyft where I am I'm outsourcing to the people that I need whether it's my dietitians whether it's you know physios osteos chiros whatever it is I've built my own team around that whereas Wade's got that in house I find it really interesting when I talk to you, you guys about helping each other in your personal development of certain things. Like yep. when, when you were talking about being Jim Jones qualified, and Jim, everyone knows that back in the day, Jim Jones qualified. What is it for in Australia? Five? A handful? It's a handful. Handful. So they weren't handing them out. And you two worked together. That's how you met. Is that right? Like yep. during that process of you, because you've got to do something like. Yeah, I'll let Wade explain that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, basically, I put my hand up and realized that I needed help and to be held accountable for the training leading up to my level three. At the time, basically with Jim Jones, you go through three levels of certification. And then if you choose to go the full Monty with it, then you can become a fully certified instructor. That's not a gift. It's not a given. You have to work for it. And then it has changed the way that they go about it. But basically, once you've proven yourself and you've 
you've actually gone through everything that they ask of you, they'll give you certification if you can do that. At the advanced seminar, I needed to do a sub seven 2K row, a sub seven 2K ski. I needed a double body weight deadlift. I needed, there's a handful of other standards that they also need you to hit externally because you've only got a week, you don't have as much time. There's a like a 40 minute hike that you need to do through the mountains in Utah and Salt Lake City. Uh, as well as a handful of other kind of shorter workouts like IWTs and things like that. So I knew pretty quickly that I'm lighter by, I, basically, I, if I don't eat for a day, I'll just drop five kilos like that. It just falls off. We all hate you just in that way. It's mainly yeah. muscle though. Like it, it, it goes really quickly. I have to fight hammer and nail just to keep weight on. And I also was probably working way too, I was doing too much rather mm. than too little. And that was my biggest detriment. Yep. So the first thing I did when I went to saw Clint is he, he said, what are you doing in a week? And I went through my full training volume and he's like, you need to back off. And that's the total opposite to what I've been told my whole life. It was like, no, you need to work hard. You need to do more. So coming at this from, I guess, a strength and conditioning perspective where previously I'd always just gone at it from a put your head down and work mentality. It was very confronting and it definitely took me some time. Mm. I think that Clint and I had some pretty interesting conversations early <laughs> on where you know he would tell me to have a day off and I would say that I sat on a bike for 60 minutes. He's like, I told you to not do anything. And I was like, yeah, I, I did and I sat on a bike for 60 minutes. And he's like, that's not having a day off, mate. Yeah, okay, got you. Like obviously when you look at you know that little chat you guys just had then, what processes can be fixed or improved by working with other people in, in, in other brands, other gyms, other... Like, let's keep this with strength and conditioning coaches. Yep. Like, what can I learn from that? Look, I think the, the key is that, like, I learned something from every SNC I sit down with every day, whether it's sitting down with Wade, whether it's sitting down with someone who's doing their first ever level one SNC. You've got to remember, and, and like I said before, it's about being open to that understanding that everyone's experience is completely different. Their background is different. Every month at, at Lyft, we do a an upskill as part of our trainers meeting and this this last month just gone one of the new trainers did did the upskill and his uh mark brewer his name is he's judo athlete is the easiest way to say it i can't remember i think they're called a judoka in long story short he talked about how he has actually gone through the process of learning his trade by the same concept that wade's talked about which was overtraining 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 under recovering and then failing and then finding an snc to go through and go no let's break this down and go through that which sparked his own interest etc now as he talked about that process i was sitting there thinking to myself about the number of people in the industry that i've talked to that have the exact same problem they go through the early part of their career whether it's as a pt or, or as an snc flogging themselves to death to look a certain way or or whatever the case may be or to achieve a certain goal when really they could have toned that down a lot and still gotten the same result or a better result now i'm not saying that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be hard work involved far from it but what i mean by that is that it's about working smart not always just harder and a big concept behind that is learning from other other fields you know there we talk about it all the time i listen to the body science podcast and and several other podcasts to learn things off different snc's to learn things off different athletes you know we spoke off air about you guys with your relationship with dan con and and some of the things that he said in in a podcast that that will been aired well before 
this one. And it's really interesting to listen to those things because you then learn more about that person mm. and you're more open to the next thing that comes from that person. And I think that in the fitness industry and the S&C field, that that's probably one of the biggest things that I see. There's this shut off nature that doesn't allow for that round table discussion, that yeah. openness. You don't know what you don't know and you can't pretend to think that you know everything because you can fake it for a little while. Some people might believe you. But when it comes to the things that you can honestly sit down and be like, I know what I'm talking about with that. You could count about like, they'd be on your one hand realistically. With nutrition and stuff in our industry, unless you're certified, don't try not to jump out of your lane too much. You can give guidelines. I'm not saying like, you know, you don't have to tell people what choices to make and stuff like that, but you can't give macro breakdowns. And and if you are, you, like you're being brutally honest and you're saying like, I am not registered to do this. I'm just doing it to help you out because I know that there's people that got caught out by that yep. not too long ago in this country as well. So what type of values are you looking for from people when you're talking about working together and working with your, what would naturally be like, I'm going to use this word over and over in this discussion because it's about coaching it's new managing these competitors like you two, like I said you two are p- competitors so what are you looking for from each other to, to work together like obviously when it came to they were obviously Olympic style lifts that you had to do at the time that you wanted to get, get your head around and you're an Olympic lift expert so what outside of you know the ability to, to Olympic lift and all that type of crap that you guys yep. have got covered what are you looking for from each other or from other people in the industry when we talk about managing that human performance aspect of groups of people or you know in the end in the end it's all about the athlete i wanted to learn yep. i didn't really the primary goal was to perform better but yep. i said to clean out right i was like i'm gonna ask you why a lot like i'm yep. gonna i'm gonna ask as many questions as yep. i can and i don't want this to be a you're gonna give me my program and i'm just gonna take it type yep. thing and he said mate i actually want you to go through this program and with every single exercise that I've put on there, I want you to tell me why you think I've put it on mm-hmm. in there. And then we'll actually have a phone call and we'll go through and I'll tell you if that's right or if it's wrong. And well, sorry, there was yeah. no wrong. There was <laughs> no wrong. Right. It was just, I'll tell you if that's the reason why I put it in there. And if it's not, I'll just tell you to justify why you think it is in there. And then we'll just have a discussion. I think the, so that's a value proposition. Absolutely. The, yeah. the, the value there is honesty, be, being open-minded and understanding, but see also, and, and I talk about this all the time and, and off air again we we spoke quickly about this but david boyle who's one of my mentors probably one of the uh the the greatest humans ever boyley says a, a really key thing which is I don't know everything, but I know someone who does. And I've taken that through my career very solidly. And and it comes down to like Wado's saying, like let's say I put in a a variation of a chin up and I've got it in for the purpose of building Wade's back. But when he says, sees the that exercise written down he looks at it and says okay well hang on i think it's there because there's one back exercise short in the whole program to balance to balance back and you know posterior and anterior chain i'm like okay well that's still a valid reason but that's not the reason that i had now i'm open and honest enough to say to him that that's the case now whereas probably 10 years ago i would have sat there and and not even let him be part of that process when when we write wade's program now we actually sit together and go through the exercises he wants and the exercises I want and argue that out. Now, that's just... That's Does a lot of that happen in the industry? No, I don't think no, so. Don't Not think enough. So. And that's yeah. probably the problem. One of the biggest issues with young coaches is that they're scared to mm. ask questions or more so than that, they just don't know the right questions to ask. And that's that's the biggest trouble is 
it's not that you need to learn information you just need to learn how to ask questions yep. and ask good questions like go out to people and figure out obviously to like social media is probably not the yep. best place to start as well but talk to people and ask who their mentors were and people that you admire and that you know personally not people that you've seen on social media because it's it's a lens mm. but you do have the opportunity when you meet people and you're like they represent everything that i want in in an snc or in an athlete what did they do to get there or who did they talk to mm. to make them who they are i think the the really key part there is too that over the years one of the the things that has been a reoccurring theme for me is that people will will find me on on you know through through a referral cuz i'm basically invisible on social media as as you're you're uh, very well aware and make me very self-conscious about gy but but, <laughs> but the the key thing is for me is that they've they've been referred to me by someone and now the the key for me is in in what i'm doing is referring them to other people so i got a, a girl contacted me the other day she's a young trainer she's at an anytime fitness in sydney cbd and i'm not the right person to mentor her at the moment so i put her on to someone that is and let's just talk about that like how do people know to be like truly crystal clear on the role that you can do and the the role that you can do wade and the, the role that other people at you know for example chocolate box training can do like is there a database is and I mean, obviously, there's there's some strength and conditioning yep. associations, but that's not where your average pun is going to go, or your, your young athlete, or even a team is going to go to look for skill sets. That's more of a training provider. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Is there an area where we can go to look at what your specialties are and start to work with groups of people? And yeah, look, I, I don't think there is. No. There's the honest answer on that one. And I think one of the key things around the industry is that as it grows and becomes more and more professional, that that kind of will occur. There's some really good Facebook groups. You know, there's there's a trainers upskill group on facebook which which has a really good following but again i would say that there's 10 people that post on it and a couple of thousand that just literally read the posts and don't interact and, and is, look without me growing the haters that we need is it is that an ego thing or is that a is that a fear of looking stupid in the industry is it is it a is it a lack of knowledge in the overall principles what we're trying to achieve as, as a group look it's probably somewhere between all of it yeah. but without trying to blanket answer that i think one of the key things and, and remembering that one of the things that I'd, I've done in my past is I worked in a commercial gym at Fitness First and I was uh, worked my way through and was, became a, a personal training manager and then, a, and then a national manager for, for one of the other personal training franchises. And one of the key things that I saw there is how poor the education for trainers was. Now, that's not just the mentoring side of it. It was, did you, do you have enough clients to make a ends meet? If you do, piss off, we're not going to deal with anything to you. In the commercial gym chains, one of the biggest issues becomes that you actually have people making money or commission off selling a, a personal trainer into a particular course. See, a lot of people probably don't know how a gym works. I mean, do you guys want to yeah, talk about that quickly? Sure. Look, uh, I mean, Let's not mention names, just talk about generally yep, in the industry. Sure. Yep. Look, yeah, I'll do the commercial stuff because yep. I've, I've worked in it a lot. So basically, you pay a gym rent and mm. therefore, there's either a personal training manager above you or there is just the gym owner the idea and and where i work currently at lift performance which i'm very happy to openly talk about the owner will suggest courses that he thinks are right for us okay especially the younger trainers and you know he might talk to me and say hey look this course is coming up do you think x y and z would be good for it but he makes no commission off that mm -hmm. he's just trying to build better trainers within his gym now the reason he's trying to build better trainers is because he wants the best facility in sydney which again so does chocolate box yeah. the idea is that's what yeah. we're all working 
working towards, okay? And that is bucking the trend of why gyms are being opened at the moment. I mean, Correct. why it's 24-7, it's... Yeah, but yeah. but when you look at the... Let's talk about the 24-hour style franchises. Realistically, they're looking at money-making Well, they've got their ways. customers. They've got their people they want to deal with. And these are people that are just... And their PTs generally, it, there can be some amazing yeah. PTs in commercial gyms. And yeah. this is the thing that I try to make sure that, that we don't hammer a commercial gym saying that they're bad personal trainers. Yeah. They're definitely not. There's Some of them are some of the best that I've ever seen and worked with. But the concept is that in most cases, they're a number. The gyms that we're working out of now are really unique in the fact that we're trying to make better trainers. We're trying to turn them into whatever they want to be, whether it's us as strength and conditioning coaches or you know, there's a particular trainer in our gym that does only does comp prep for bodybuilding. So there's different facets to each gym now and it's and it's really making sure that everything works symbiotically together. There's no there's no breakdown of the food chain and and there's nothing that gets missed. It's okay if you want to be a bodybuilder. It's okay if you want to do this. But one of the things that that Wade and I are looking to work together on is is courses to upskill personal trainers mm-hmm. around programming, around periodization, around power output. And that's a really key factor to to how courses and how trainers should be looking to advance themselves based off of those particular things. And how do you message out to trainers that, you know, these courses are coming, that this is this is happening? Once again, you said there's no one database no, or I association mean, that you guys... It's unfortunate. It's a double-edged sword because we bag social media, but we all use it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the biggest vehicle for pushing our industry forward, Absolutely. but it's also the most accessible. Therefore, there's no filter. You know, you yeah. get, you'll get some of the best of the best, you know, and then you get some of the absolute worst disguised as the best of the best. But... Yeah. Social media definitely is where you're going with that vehicle because I think that as you become more and more specified when you're pushing this kind of stuff, be it periodization programming type courses or the power profiling stuff that we're doing, you're not attracting the average punter. You're immediately, the people that reach out to you are the guys that actually are like, oh, I've been thinking about this for a while. You know, like I've got to upskill myself somehow. And they follow you because they genuinely like what you put out. So I think that in that situation, and this is coming from two people that don't have, you know, 100,000 followers because yep. we don't put booty shots up. But if I put a booty actually, shot up, I'd, lo- I'd lose my 11. Yeah. I actually had to ask Clint what he ate for lunch because I'd never seen it on his social. <laughs> but in that situation, the people that are following you are genuine. Like yeah. I've either met them in person before or I know someone that has. So when you advertise that these courses are coming out, you're getting these people that are like, oh, cool. Like I'd, I'd listen to you talk because I'd, li- I'd listen to you talk when you put it up on social media. It's the same thing with you guys. You know, like if you put something up, it attracts my attention straight away because mm-hmm. I genuinely like your product it's not just because i've seen you on instagram appreciate that i think it's also about the culture greg like we we've talked about the culture of body science and and the culture of how you choose the people you want to hang around Mm -hmm. right i want to hang around guys like wade i want to learn from him i want to learn from people similar to him you know, and the, the concepts around why that is the case is how I also chose Lyft. There's trainers there that are, are fantastic in their own environment. You know, there's a particular trainer there, Luke Tullick, that's, that is amazing with the biochem side of things, right? So that's an area that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I sit down, I pay him good money to, to go through and actually have a conversation with him to mentor me. Now, back in the day, that wouldn't have happened in this industry. Mm. You know, the, the idea of having a mentor in that sort of field for for anyone let alone for someone who is 
been around a while just wouldn't have occurred. And that's definitely what I see changing over the next few years. So how do we as an industry raise the morale of working together for the betterment of the, you know, whether it's general pops or athletes or whether it's bodybuilders, like how do we change that strategy? People need to come out, I reckon, and just be more honest about the fact that they are getting help from other people. Mm. If you hide behind it and make it seem like you know everything and everything that you put out has come from your head and your head alone, people are never going to feel comfortable seeking a mentor. You know, you've got to be public, like, even you know no matter how high up you get even like some of the best strength coaches in the world need to be open about the fact that they're like oh i've sought help before like even now i get my programs looked at by someone else before i send them through you know and i've always been open about that even when i was working with georgie rowan doing all of her programming and stuff before she was heading into road for australia i straight up told her i was like i get clint to look after every single program before it gets sent to you not because i'm not confident in it just because you 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 would never submit an assessment at uni if you hadn't spell checked it with someone else or had it read over like in a software or something same process and i think this industry could be on your instagram name the fitness spell check (laughs) The fitness spell checker. Wow. That's as long as my website name already. It's no better. You're right. But I think the you know, the the key is that back in the day there was there was mentorships, but basically it was it was a couple of SNC sitting down for a coffee or a beer. We're we're now trying to formalize that process where there's there's online versions, you know, of you know, programming, there's online versions of, of courses, there's online versions of all different kinds of things. There's you know, mentoring groups groups online through Facebook and those kind of things. And one of the key aspects and, and I guess reasons that the the idea of teaching courses and, and now even to the point where I've gone down the pathway of writing my own Cert 3 and Cert 4 in personal training is because uh, as Wade and I have talked about through Jim Jones and Chocolate Box and all of the different avenues, there are so many different things to learn. So it's about making sure that you can really draw on all of those ideas and make a better coach. So it's definitely building off that mentorship to get a better quality coach. And it's working together to inspire you guys every day. Is that like part of the, I mean, obviously seeing an athlete get a result or whatever, mm-hmm. both athlete based versus general pops, but does, is that what inspires you? Is that what gives you a drive to succeed? Like just helping others outside of, I mean, it's really hard for someone to understand, hey, I'm a PT, I'm a PT. I don't want to share what I'm doing because I might lose that customer. And I get that. Yep. For a young PT that, look, it's a long time since I did my cert four, but there wasn't a hell of a lot of business yeah. mentoring within my qualification when I did it. Of course. I don't, that could have changed now, I don't know. It hasn't changed much to it be honest and much. that's probably one of the key things and, and what you find and that's that's why people are still going to those commercial gyms because they get the support base through there yeah. at least for the first little while to, to get them, you know, I guess up and running. And that's more of a cutthroat style yeah. theory of living isn't it? You pay your rent like yep. you didn't quite finish where we were at with that. Yeah, sure. You pay your rent weekly. You pay your rent weekly, you go through that process and hopefully they give you leads and to, you take to a help. share of that. Yeah, that's you right. The- you know, the the whole concept of the commercial gym has has certainly changed, but still, like I mean, there's some there's some big gym chains in the city where, that have got you know forty and fifty personal trainers working there. Well, that so would be competitive. Absolutely, you'd assume there's not a lot of sharing going on. Well, that's right. Yeah. You know, the the older guys take the cream of the crop, and you know the 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 younger guys take the scraps, and that's that's. That is life. That's life, yeah. But the problem is that that the support hasn't been put there. If you were to walk into Deloitte as a as a you know a brand new lawyer, you would get mentoring from an older year by year structured growth. Hundred percent. It's 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 definitely a process. I did the KPMG time. That's right. Six minute intervals. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I go to the fitness industry? We don't do six minute time. That's exactly right. (laughs) 
But yeah, I, I just think that that a huge chunk of what needs to occur in our industry and is starting to occur is that there's more people like us that even though technically if a, if a client was looking at an SNC in Sydney and they were willing to travel anywhere, you know, we would be technically in competition with one another. But there's another 20 other trainers that we're probably in competition with as well. But the point of that is that if we can continue to make it more an open conversation and and broaden that horizon it doesn't turn into the to the arrogant industry that it that it has been in the past where it was all cut off and nobody spoke to anyone and people didn't train together and you know wade trains with the 98 boys all the time and those kind of things there's a there's the the community is coming together much better than it was like i just i've learned more from just heading out to riley street every friday for the last two years than i ever would have if i just had done my own session on a friday in my own gym or somewhere close by you know? that's a fair drive to for you isn't it? it's a couple of yeah it's i mean it's not too far it's about sort of 45 minutes or something it can be a bit longer if i hit traffic but it's it's an effort you know like it, it would be way easier i'm in my own gym it'd be way easier for me to go oh, stuff it i'll just stay here and train but that environment and the people just bring something else out of you like i've never played a sport to a level where some of those guys have that are in that gym you know like in in our gym as well so every time i'm training with those people you learn something about teamwork at the best of the best you know like you learn what it takes to be the hardest worker in the room you never have to be the smartest or you know the strongest or the fittest but you just have to be the hardest worker if you want to work harder than the person next to you that's all that matters nice so when do you guys have like what's back to the top I'm just going to yep. throw the topic out there again. Coaching is the new managing. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys have fun? How, how do you work together when you're... And obviously when I talk managing, you guys are higher level yep. strength and conditioning coaches than the younger guys who are coming up. But how do you have fun? Oh, look, for me, I, I mean, I believe it or not, this this is fun. You know, the the whole concept around seeing young guys... You know, I, I got a text message on as I was getting on the plane this morning to come up here from a, a guy that I mentor. He uh, He's a, an SNC in a place called Yakandanda. Okay? Wow. Now, if he can make a business work, just about anyone can, okay? Because Yakandanda has something like 150 people. So most of his business is online. His name's Ben Greenwood, fantastic guy. The text message was really simple. It said, uh, two upsells today because two of my clients are so happy with what I've done over the past 12 weeks that they've now signed on for the rest of the year. Fantastic. Now, pure and simple, that's fun to me. That's where I get that that energy rush, that, that reinvigoration of, you know what? Like, I might not have taught him the world. certainly haven't you know but one of the things that I have done is I've given him some tools and and helped with his confidence to get him across the line to do those things now the other side of that for me is the accountability and and Wade talked about it earlier but if we hold each other accountable to certain things it means the standards get held accountable across the industry across the industry yeah that's a big job to take on boys Everyone does their bit. It's not too bad. What about what's your favourite prank you pulled on another S and C coach? Let's get it out there now. Yeah, like oh, I've done it. Surely like, you've done a couple. Work for sure. The old left-handed screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Be more your line. I don't, here, yeah, I, was, I, I don't know whether I can even uh, throw this out on the podcast. Some of the uh, horrific things that I, I think. Because you could I've, dish out shit info at any time, yeah. and a young S and C coach would be very much into just gobbling up. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, I see people put it up on. 
Instagram all the time and yeah. they probably don't even know that they're shoveling shit to other yep. people. Yeah, yeah, okay. So not so much a prank, but just a lack of... I think sometimes you, you put things out there to see what's going to happen. And I was teaching a course a couple of years back and, and I basically told someone a story about someone else whom I knew very well. It was, a, it was an athlete that I knew really well, that I knew he was going to retell that story. Now, I added a uh, little furphy in there to uh, to make sure that the story is so that I, I would get caught out on the story or that he would get caught out on the story. And he did. But very simply, look, it's it's one of those things that also teaches you that you've got to remember that, you know, you can't just tell bullshit. And I think quite regularly... You know, we see it through the industry that there's there's a lot of stuff out there that people are just putting out because they've read it on someone else's social media or whatever the case may be. Those people reach out to you and have a chat about it before they do it, or I can't understand why they wouldn't. Yeah, it makes sense to do it, doesn't it? I, I guess that's and I know I've t- I'm, I'm touching a lot of topics over and over yep. here, but people not in the industry want who want, everyone wants to be in the industry in yep. some way, whether it's SNC or, or PT. Are there any discussions going on wider than you know? Are you guys getting together with ten people to have coffees every Thursday? day are you doing a lot, of, a lot of that type of stuff outside of your core I actually, business yeah i try to as much as i can donnie seen she used to be donnie owner. we yeah. love donnie <laughs> so hey. donnie and i catch up for coffee a yep. fair bit just because he's in the local area and stuff you want to come on now you know that don't yep. you? yeah yeah, I know. yeah. Sorry, sorry come on in donnie you're donnie. welcome any day mate <laughs> so don, don's been great like he's just one of those guys that again it was that sort of relationship that we had because manly are in there all the time and the, the space felt open so he was when we were building the new facility he was actually coming through on a semi-regular basis just keen to see how it was going he would have put a few gyms together too don't yeah you're not wrong yeah. probably told you he did it with his own bare hands <laughs> he yeah. rode the horse in yeah but so guys there are guys like that and that's what I mean like people like that don't need to do anything for anyone like especially not a young coach you know like they've they've made their mark they've yep. done their bit they've earned their keep There's, they could happily just sit back at home and be like sweet I've, I've done it you know you drop his name everyone knows who he is but it's those guys that are like no I'm actually gonna keep putting back into this industry you know I'm gonna make sure that how I leave it is better than what it was when I started mm. and that's I think what anyone who cares about what they do with this industry wants to do you know you're not too concerned with if if there's a competitor somewhere near you because if they're a good person and they're helping out the athletes or the people that they're working with let them go yep let them go, you know, so long as they're not publicly coming out and they're poaching people from you or they're, you know, trying to defile you publicly or your business or whatever, then just let them go. Yeah. Work together. Yep. That's it. I mean, look, that, you know, the, the topic is obviously coaching is new management, but, you know, we've, we've spun around a whole bunch of different ones. But I think the key to this area is everyone working together, not just coach and coach, but looking at it as though it's a team. And... Well, talking about that, how often are you guys catching up with like Dietitians Australia or the Herbal Association, whatever the Herbal Association? Sure. There's obviously a lot of SNC type protocols are around sports nutrition, and there's a lot of herbals in sports nutrition, which isn't dietetics, which means, okay, who do I talk to? Well, you, you know, you give a herbal t- sleep tablet to a dietitian, go, what do you think? And they go, wow, what's that? <laughs> you know, and I'm not having a crack at dietitians because I'm not. a massive fan. Everyone should have one. But how how often are SNCs, herbalists, naturopaths, dietitians, even, the, you know, the Chiros lead a lot of medicine in, in the States. You hear a lot of podcasts and you go, well, really smart guy. And you find out he's a Cairo. Obviously, they've got a different approach over there than what <laughs> yes. we do here in relation to where they sit. But yeah. how often is your group of people getting with other groups of people to talk about not an individual athlete, but to talk about what's happening in the industry, what's happening in sport, what's happening in... The Australian Strength and Conditioning Association have done a really, a really big thing in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And they've released what's called the special interest groups. And what they've done there is basically a key speaker and then or a keynote speaker and two 
I guess, you know, primary or secondary speakers, however you want to term it. The idea is that that happens once a month and there's a group in Sydney, there's a group on the Gold Coast, there's a group in the Sunshine Coast and then there's and then there's also a women's group, which my fiance actually was, was part oh, of that. Donna Miller. Much um, better Instagram account than you. Yeah, mate, much better Instagram quietly. account. Tell her what you're doing, I watch hers. <laughs> So, but like even that, you know. So, so Donna sat down with a, a group of a group of girl girls that she's good friends with, who are all in the SNC industry, and said, "Look, how hard is it for a female to get into this industry? It's even harder than a yeah, guy a in point, a lot yeah. of cases, right?" So they sat down and they made a, a women's strength and conditioning group in Sydney. And now they've had now they've had three or four meetings. They've they've done really well. They've got you know a, a solid following, and they communicate really well through Facebook. They also make sure that there's you know group group discussions based on different topics now the other part of that is that it also means and it, and it opens up avenues for sharing of jobs it opens up avenues for sharing of discussion and about athletes but the key thing is in that particular group there's two dietitians there's a couple of a couple of chiros so they're starting to grow that group outwards yeah, nice. as well and i really see especially in Sydney, and I don't know, of course, as well in, in Queensland, but I'm sure it's the case, that as those groups grow, people start to feed off one another. People start to have the ability to go, you know what, I don't know about that topic, so I'll go ask that person because I've spoken to them at, at, at a strength and conditioning event. Now, we talk about it all the time in supplementation, that one of the keys for me is that I don't know enough about the, the particular regimes, I don't know enough about what's going on in that area, so I go straight to the dietitians that I work with and say, hey, this athlete wants to do this. Can you help me out? It's got to happen. And that's that coaching managing... 100%. Managing role. So what do we do as an industry to make that better? When it comes to, what, talking to other people within the, like within the broader community or...? Yeah, I mean, like, allied health working together for the improvement of the fitness industry. Look, I'm biased because we're fortunate enough <laughs> where everyone's in the same... Yeah. Under the roof. So, like, you know, it's easy for me to say, get a massive facility, put everyone in it. But... <laughs> <laughs> so that's a really... And I didn't mean to cut you off the idea because I... Go talking, but it's my downfall as a human. So I'm a, normally a good listener. There's one. In a second, I'll forget what I was actually going to ask you because, <laughs> because I'm also old. So someone comes into chocolate box training, and I'll yep. use your example. I want to lose weight. Am I can, am I going to the dietitian first? Am I going to the SNC and then underscore PTs under that area? Yep. Am I going to who am I going to? Because obviously weight loss has a lot more. Weight loss is not a, a, a single road to success. It is a whole lot of pathways that connect to get an end result so i walk into the gym how does it work where you are so i if you came to me i'd probably just ha- so i don't know who you are i'm oh, okay, walking cool. into your so, gym so yeah like let me yeah yeah picture so, yeah. you yet to come in but yep. the door's always open for you greg Mate, I'm, I'm there next time i'm down that way reception's there and you'll go through and then like that's normally the first point of contact yep. or anything like that so you'll say look i want to drop 10 kilos and we'll say okay cool what's your training background always to start with you know what have you done in the past because if you come in and you say oh i've you know had a double hip replacement and I've, you know, fused my vertebrae in my back, I've had a bad motorbike accident, something like that. So why are we looking at training first? Because your history greatly affects what area of the gym mm. you're going to have to go and undertake. Yep. Nice. You know, if you're just Joe Blow off the street, you've never trained a day in your life, but you, you find you're good to go and you move well, well, we can probably get you in the semi-private area and you just need to move more and eat less. Yep. You know, just get you in a calorie deficit. And as long as we're controlling everything and you're happy and you're healthy, fit, happy, healthy, then you're good to go. If you've got more complications there, like I've got a guy who I've been working with for 
probably a year and a half now. He's in his 30s and he's got a double hip replacement. He had that by the time he was, I think, 30, early 30s. I'll get it wrong. That was quickly went from someone that could be anyone's client to, okay, you probably need someone that's a little bit more educated and well-versed in this type of stuff. So then he started working with me. That's why that initial conversation is so important because you say there's so many different ways that you can go about it, but there's a couple ways that probably aren't the right. Mm. There's not any, there's not one way, but there's a couple that are better mm. than others. Mm. From that conversation, then we'd filter you through and then we go, all right, well, let's have a chat with the dietitians and let's meet with them because then with those guys, that's another conversation. You might be vegetarian. So that dictates how you eat and what you eat and yep. stuff like that. You might say, oh, I, I, I want to try keto, and but you don't know what keto is. They need to educate you on that and go through that type of stuff. Then we can come back full circle. And if it comes to the sense where you're that guy that's been in the motorbike accident, have you had a checkup in the last six months or do you just think you're good to train? Yeah. We might need to get you in, see one of the physios, get you into the lab, make sure you actually are good to go. Then we talk training. So this is where we're sort of getting about is, you know, coaching is new management and the strength and conditioning coach has a lot more responsibility than, you know, programming and yep. all the things. If I walked into a dietitian and I said, I want to lose 10 kilos, are they doing a screen around what I eat and then saying, maybe you should go train? Like, and then if I walk into a physio and go, yep. hey, I want to lose 10 kilos, how's the process changing in the management of that? In And I'm not, I don't want to compare each of those three as in say mm -hmm. one's better than the other. Yep. What I'm trying to talk about is, coaching is the managing concept here so look I, I would say very different for wade scenario because they're all under one roof for me it's definitely a refer in refer out base now i wouldn't say that i'm the top of any tree i'd say i'm, I'm the same level as three or four other practitioners chiro physio osteo blah 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 and it's about working out in that management structure who to refer to first or who to refer back from if that's the right yep. way to word it you know i'd have several you know peter carriage is a is a nice easy example for me peter is a dietitian that i do a lot of work with I refer a lot of people to her she refers a lot of people to me but that's also part of the process of how do you make your team the right team so how have I picked those people around me to suit what my requirements are and trust and a lot of that comes down to you know literally conversations that I've had where I've followed someone on Instagram or I've followed someone's Facebook or I've seen someone speak at a conference I've reached out to them and I think that's the the real key it's about reaching out to people that resonate with you you know whether it be a supplement company whether it be a, a you know, a shoe company, it doesn't really matter who it is, okay? It's about reaching out to brands that resonate with you or people that resonate with you that, that are on the same page. And I want to get to like how you manage that process. And I know obviously Clint, we've worked together for a long time and yep. you know, you talk about Cam and he loves Nitro Bowl and all that type yep. of thing. You constantly report back how he's going with his supplementation. And yep. you know, you, you, that's a, a pretty cool thing to do. And when you look at that managing, and I'm, I want to talk about managing, mm -hmm. you're a communicator. That's, that's a big part of managing. You've got to believe your process and the process is what you guys are saying like don't get caught up in the what could happen work, yeah. work towards what will happen so and I mean obviously at Chocolate Box Training you've got the luxury of you've already gone through that process and your process is under one big roof as you joked about a second yeah. ago but I want to get down to the managing of a mm -hmm. person's goals and all that Who, who, which group tends to be driving the process that's a tough question yeah i'd say whoever sort of deals with the, with the person the most mm -hmm. so for example if the goal of someone for and and let's go back to cam girdlestone as a mm -hmm. as a nice easy example so cam's goal was increased power output and increased weight to yep. get into in, into the quad skull now I just needed, quietly metal silver metal silver yeah yep. yep. but 
it was all about in that process prioritizing things now i did the prioritizing process of that and was that under the like the head coach was running with you yeah, on that so, or so you were I, so i spoke to his coach yep. and i also spoke to the dietitians and i also spoke to so you're connecting a lot of people un, in your role as the snc yeah yep. and look i mean a, a really key part to that discussion is that there's that's a lot of time management as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. You know, there's a lot of phone calls to be made. There's a lot of emails to be tacked onto. There's a lot of people that you've got to make sure you keep informed of different things because otherwise then you're just working against each other. Now, if you're all working towards the same goal, it makes a very, very simple process, but there's always going to be fractions during that process and you have to have, you know, conflict resolution, right? You have to have that that understanding of why those people are part of your, of your structure. But in those particular cases where you're working with a brand new physio that I'd never worked with in that case. You know, it was it was me having to get my car, drive down there, meet the guy, go through the process and go, hey, what's going on? I've also worked with people in the past that aren't willing to yep. work with you. And that's, that's straight away when you go, okay, this is why I have people in my network that I trust because you're right like when it comes to managing I guess it is it does fall on whoever spends the most time with that person it does tend to be the S&C because your your role is so broad you'll deal with you know strength and conditioning so you're dealing with them on such a broad spectrum when it comes to the physio and stuff that might be a once a week thing but they might see you two three four times a mm, week you know yeah. four is that, that upper limit but you definitely see them sort of twice so you do become that mediator of their well being you know and i always say as i've sort of pushed myself away from gen pop and more into athletic development it's a harder job it takes more of your time yep. and it's way easier just to collect a pay packet from gen pop because they're actually really easy to work they come in after after you've done their program for them and stuff they just normally have one goal it's easy to work with them and your role it doesn't end when they leave the door but you know you've got a few check-ins with them here and there but they're, they're pretty good as so long as you can trust that they're they're on track with their dietitians and they're doing their nutrition and stuff they're good to go athletes it's, it's a three message a day minimum and a phone call <laughs> at least and you know their mum's name their cat's name their dog's name you make sure that like you know what appointments they've got coming up and you'd better message them on that day because they're going to be offered if you forget like it's a full-time job to be an athlete's head strength and conditioning coach in yeah. that role so it's it's time consuming but you spoke about the reward after the biggest reward i've ever got was going to see a competition that my athlete had competed mm. in and they finish on a podium that's better than any other any other reward or release that you could ever get from your job other than seeing that yeah yeah i get that joy too i love it it's one yep. of the greatest gets you out of bed every day yeah you know guys you know what i think you need to create some groups together that can mm. cross community because there must be a lot of dietitians of that, that want to know and let's let, let's not fuck around here when essendon went shit up dietitians were doing what they were doing snc coach was doing yep. what they were doing plus they were probably doing a little bit more than what they are doing these days and if those two groups i believe communicate better now like uh, you know you talk, I talk to a lot of dietitians who lift and understand programming and, and, and look at and I yep. talk to a lot of S&C coaches and not many of them anymore are talking about nutrition and SUPS apart from you know your basics post post recovery yeah, nutrition which you yeah. guys you know probably dictate a lot of that research that dietitians yep. did and those type of people did it's really good to see the managing of the athlete being the priority here and not the ego and yep. I just want to thank you too for sharing that story
story with us today. It's interesting. You've both got very different backgrounds. It's interesting to know how you actually worked with each other. Like that's something I don't I don't hear a lot of those stories from people. Yeah. You know, you guys have told a few little home secrets here that <laughs> yeah, yeah hopefully get, we're still good mates by the time we're yeah. <laughs> might get flint a couple we're of flying, flying, we're flying home <laughs> together. So. Don't get so. so look, if you're looking to follow these guys and you want to reach out and you think that you you know you you want to open your database up to more people and 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 growth and working together as Allied Health. Is that the right word? Am I using it? Allied Health? It's a big umbrella too. Yeah. It covers everything. Yeah. At Wade.Farmer, you're going to get the man from Chocolate Box Training. I just dig that name so bad. I would (laughs) never change that name. And look, if you want to follow those guys, at Chocolate Box Training is their Insta account and chocolateboxtraining.com is where you'll find all the cool things they're doing. And if you want to check out some pics and see how they roll. Clint Hill, don't bother with his Instagram account. (laughs) I'd actually recommend the Dr. Max before I recommend that one. But, you know, I'm going to put that there. But here we go. You've got this website. It's like 24 stories long. <laughs> You're getting Hillstrengthandperformance.com.au. And look, it is at Clint underscore Hillstrength if you want to type that much on your phone. <laughs> Both these guys are definitely changing the way the industry is working together. And I'm all about people working together for the betterment of whatever that is we're trying to achieve. And, you know, well done, guys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Greg. Thanks Catch for the soon. support. Oh, before we go, why is Arnie king? Oh, Arnie's the king because he's got the biggest biceps. Okay. Wade, why is Arnie King? Predator. 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 That's it. I like it. And yours? Well, I like the way that he put double glazed glass on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Clint actually told me that one. Sorry. Sorry, Wade. See, that's why sharing is so important. I'm quite happy to go, I didn't get it right. Clint was quite happy to say it wasn't my idea. And it's Wade. That's why we need to work together. Okay, guys. Over and out. Enjoy. Train hard. Live fit, happy, and healthy. Hey everyone, I'm here with Harriet and we are very excited to bring you the 10-week refresh program brought to you by Body Science with ASN. And if you haven't jumped on board yet, you need to jump on board right now because we are here to change some lives. Harriet, she's got some pretty good ideas with food. Harriet, what are you going to do for us? So across the 10 weeks, we not only have some fantastic dietitian designed programs, but I'm going to be covering the Facebook Live topics, all different kinds of topics that will help you organize your nutrition nutrition, dial in your nutrition for performance and get the most out of your everyday eating plans. Beautiful. And I'm going to be there helping every step of the way when it comes to your physical components. That's training whether you have a gym, whether you don't have a gym and also the mental health that comes with that. So we get moving, we get our brain active, we get happier, we get healthier, we make changes. So what we're going to do is we are going to drop a link below so you can find out the registration details or if you want, you can jump on Google and look up the ASN Lifestyle Refresh. Pretty easy, guys. Get amongst it. You will not regret this. It's on. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in Fit, Happy and Healthy, ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, DY Discount Vitamins, Fat Burners Only, Evelyn Fay, Mr. Supplement, or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers.